0: Welcome, welcome,
1: welcome. This is Dr. Ermenkor, and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship so you can get your life back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life Today we're going to be looking at what happens as you start to realise what's that this is a toxic relationship and the phases that you go through as you're going through your healing and wanting to actually heal and let go and move forward. What actually happens? Look, usually the most painful relationship that you've ever been in is maybe The one that you find the hardest to let go of. Healthy relationships aren't hard to let go of. They're quite easy, simple. And sometimes you can consciously separate. And it's, you know, you can separate on good terms and you can still be friends. But with a toxic relationship, it's totally different. It's just so hard to actually leave. And if you're that person that's finding it really difficult to actually leave the relationship and you know how it feels to be with someone or in a relationship where someone consistently is not meeting your needs in any way, shape or form. Maybe you're in a relationship with someone and they're not meeting your needs, they're not meeting your children's needs and it hurts. And it just doesn't, right you know they the relationship itself falls short they disregard you they gaslight you and sometimes it makes you feel terrible for even wanting a normal relationship they make you feel guilty for having or having any type of needs or even wanting a loving relationship they make you feel guilty they make you feel selfish for actually wanting your emotional needs to be met you see sometimes we're we're in relationships where they consistently lie they're constantly lying about everything and yet there's something inside you that continues to hold on to this relationship uh holding on hoping that this person's going to change so you it's very normal to hold on to this idea that maybe might change you know maybe if they get therapy maybe if they get help maybe if you change maybe if you um do more if maybe if they understand how you feel maybe if you explain to them the hurt that you felt that maybe then they will actually change so look today i'm going to be giving you um seven specific things that will help you um, understand a situation like this, but also understand the phases that you will go through. And I really want you to listen to the whole um, podcast, all of it, so that you can really get an idea of the process that you're going to go through. And it's very normal. It's the different phases that you'll go through, that you'll work through. And it's something that I see every day. Um, Look, when it comes to narcissists, you know, that we have to, the number one thing that we have to understand is that we have to, have to base what's going to happen in the future based on our experience of the past. We have to accept who this person is. We have to see them for who they really are. We can't believe that this person's going to change or maybe we can do something to change them. We can't look over someone's behaviour. We have to actually admit that this is the way they they behave. If they cheat, they're going to cheat moving forward. If they make you feel bad and guilty, they're going to make you feel bad and guilty moving forward. If they don't have any consideration for your feelings, they won't have consideration for your feelings moving forward. If they swear at you, if they make you feel bad, they're going to do that moving forward. And it's really important that we don't deviate from this. You know, they might have small changes in their behavior so that they can win you back, they can hoover you back. But overall, we, if we were to see it as a graph, we can say this is their behavior, this is their baseline, this is their, this is who they are, and we have to see that we have experienced what we have experienced in the past is exactly what we're going to experience in the future even if you separate from them you have to understand what you have experienced in the past is exactly what you're going to experience in the future and it makes sense that we you know it's not going to be any different no matter what happens even if you know the new year comes and goes even if they have a child Even if they get the job that they really want, even if they do whatever, they are still going to be the person they have always been. And it really doesn't matter how much you try and show them the impact that they're having on them through, you know, your sadness, through your depression, through your anxiety, through, through, you know, the, the loss that you feel through the hard work, the exhaustion, maybe even the physical illnesses that you're actually experiencing now. Because obviously when you're living with a toxic person, there's a high level of stress and all those stress hormones are going to be having a physical impact on you. Maybe you've got sick and you're trying to show them that this, all of this is actually making an impact on them. No matter what it is that you're trying with all your heart to help this narcissist, we have to say that based on past experience, past evidence of what they've done, you have to assume they will not change. They are not going to change. That's the first and fundamental thing that you have to come to terms with, is that we have to assume they're not going to change. They're going to stay the same type of person as they was, as they were moving forward. Now, the second thing is really important. The one thing that you have that is so different to the narcissist is that you have so much empathy. You're a good person. You are loving, you're kind, you can sense, you can feel other people. And you probably got, an extraordinary amount of empathy. You're a good listener, maybe. And and usually narcissists are attracted to people that are empaths because they know that they can use empathy as a weapon against that person. Unfortunately for the narcissist, this is the greatest weapon that they can use against you. And it's your greatest asset as well. So it's something that you really need to understand is that, you know, empathy is something, if you're not careful, means that a relationship can be controlled so far and that you can fall so far. And I remember thinking once um, when I saw how much empathy there was one person had for this narcissist. And it really made me realise that this person, this narcissist, even if they killed someone, this person could turn it around and still have empathy for the narcissist. In the terms of they could turn around and say, oh, you know what, It was. it's so bad. They would still forgive. They would still, you know, um, Give that narcissist more time, more space, more empathy. So I realized that the real weakness for some people with narcissists is that empathy. You know, it doesn't matter how awful. If you understand what they did, why they're doing what they're doing, and that they had a terrible childhood, and what they've been through, And that you allow them to tell you that and you feel an awful lot of empathy for them. You can actually use that empathy for yourself as a way of excusing their behavior. That means that that toxic person, that narcissist, can continue abusing people around them because they know that you're always going to forgive them or have empathy for them and it's it's something that narcissists do right they're always looking to actually find people that have the most empathy so that they can use it how narcissists use empathy is that they use they they tell you that you're selfish if you don't do what they want you to do they tell you That oh I know I you don't understand me you don't love me enough you don't do this because they want to use the empathy they want you to feel guilty they want you to feel ashamed of yourself and the two main ways that narcissists control you is through empathy uh, through um, guilt and shame. They will make you feel so guilty about leaving them. It's like you, don't, you disregard my needs. You know, you don't see how much pain I'm going through. So they're using your empathy all the time the best way they can to actually manipulate you so that you never abandon them. So do you understand now how your empathy, this thing that you're so amazing, this guilt that you have... Is actually the thing that's maybe holding you into the relationship. And it's and sometimes the most extreme levels of bad behavior can be excused through guilt and empathy. But they're basically using your empathy to actually get away with murder in some cases. Um, and what they're doing is they're slowly killing you, you know, they're making you sick, but they're using your um, empathy against you. So, look, sometimes as well, sometimes people feel like that they really get the narcissist and no one really understands them. And that, again, is like you using your empathy to allow yourself to excuse the narcissist's behavior. And what they're doing is they're using that To actually, or telling you that in a lot of cases is like, you get me, nobody else gets me, nobody else understands. And they're training you from right at the beginning to actually say, you're the only person that's really there for you, for me. And trying to make you feel good about being there for them and having the empathy for them, being kind. um, So that if you do actually start to, you know, want to move away, They know that they can control you through empathy. Now, the best thing you can do in this scenario is to actually distance yourself. That's why, you know, the more space you have with a narcissist, the better. Now, if you're in an intimate relationship with a narcissist, it's difficult to be in an intimate relationship. Because, to be honest, they're not meeting your needs, you know they're not there to actually be there for you. And if they're not there for you emotionally, physically, um, you know, as a partner, then really there's no point in having a relationship with a narcissist. But however, if they're a sister, a brother, a best friend, you can almost have a distant relationship with that person where you've got them more at arm's length kind of relationship where you you make sure that you've got compassion for them, you understand them, but you're not Using your, you're not allowing them to use your empathy to use it against you. You know, it's like um, the art of, um, you know, sort of certain, um, you know, martial arts is that what they do is they use your own, you know, skills or your force, and in, in this case, your empathy, and they use it against you to sort of break you down. So that's the most important thing that you can see is every time you feel empathy for them, you need to step back and actually start looking at creating empathy for yourself and actually understanding the impact that they're having on you so that you can refocus your attention and refocus yourself on actually see what the impact it's having on you rather than just looking at the impact on on them and making excuses for their behavior. So look... Like I said, if you can, put them at a distance. Having compassion, but at a distance is really important rather than allowing your empathy to sort of um, be used against you. So, okay, look, number three. Usually, um, there's lots of different ways we cover up our fear. And one way might be that we, we think that we don't want to we don't want to connect with the fear of being alone. Um, this huge amount of loneliness when we actually come out of a toxic relationship because we have had to deal with so much on our own. You know, nobody really fully understands what you've been through. No one. Only you fully understand. And there's been such a lot of time where you felt alone. And usually there's a huge amount of fear, huge amount of fear in lots of different ways. And what happens is that you've been relying on this person, you've been going to this person to get um, acknowledgement, you know, you you have had to ask this person to, for even the simplest things, like, is this okay for me to buy this, for instance, I don't know, a, a certain outfit maybe. You know, you've always gone to them, you've referred back to them. You've not really followed your own intuition, your own guidance system. And there's a reason why the toxic person has needed you to not follow your own guidance system. It's because if you do, you'll be able to see through what they're doing. So it's very normal and natural to feel a lot of fear around leaving the actual relationship. And what I want you to do is know that, look, Even though you've been in this relationship for so long, you don't want the fear of being alone be a reason why you want to stay in the relationship. And sometimes we can use, you know, the fact that I'll, um, you know, I feel guilty about leaving that person. I feel guilty about them being on their own as a way of covering up the fact that we feel fearful inside about being on our own. It's about really getting in touch with our own fear inside. So let's move out to number four, you know. We have to be willing to know that actually things are gonna have to change. You know, everything in our life is gonna have to change moving forward and and it requires a lot of radical acceptance. Of wherever we are right now. It's actually understanding that, you know what, even though I've been in this relationship, I've been alone. You are alone. And that yes, it's going to take some time to meet someone again. And maybe you might not have the relationship that you really want, but you have to accept that you have not had the relationship that you've been telling yourself that you've had for years. And it might be that you've been in this relationship for ten years, twenty years, thirty years, but and you've been pretending that you, you know, you've got a good relationship to the outside world, and you've been pretending to yourself that you have a future. But maybe now you might be at fifty, you have to accept that I am going to have to start again. Maybe you are at forty, you know, maybe you are thirty years old, and you've invested ten years, and maybe you even met this person when you were fifteen years old. It might be you have to accept that you've invested all of this time and that you have to let go of the identity that you've created amongst your friends and your family around this. Usually, when we've been in a toxic relationship, we've had to create this identity to the outside world that everything's okay when it's really not. And you have to give up on that whole identity and reset your, you know, your identity with people that know you and so that they really know where you are rather than you having to you know carry on pretending that something is working when it's not i know that you've you've invested so much in the relationship i know how much you've put into this relationship like nobody else has put in the amount of energy the amount of emotion the amount of thinking that's gone into surviving this relationship only you know and it's been tons. And you've probably been left feeling totally exhausted. But the truth is, you know, you've done so much to keep this relationship alive. But it's going to carry on happening into your future. It's not going to stop. And it, isn't it worth you actually investing in yourself so that you can get to a point where you can accept? That it's not going to work. You're not getting what you want here. You're never going to be happy in this relationship. This is acceptance. And I believe that the most important gift that anyone can have is accepting that where you are, based on everything you've been through, is going to be the same moving forward. And in order for you to feel like you're progressing in life, you have to pretty much be real, be authentically you, and, you know, look at yourself, not by the way that you're trying to portray yourself out into the world, but really being who you truly are, where you are. If you've had to start over, you know what, get to that point and say, yeah, I am starting over. And then as you move forward, it feels like you're making progress. And when it starts to feel like you're making progress, it starts to feel good. Rather than pretending that you're actually okay when you're not, no matter how far you get, you actually feel worse. You don't feel better because it's like you're, you're pretending that you're somewhere where you're not. So that no matter how much progress you're making, it feels like you've not made any progress at all. So... Instead of pretending, let's get to really accepting where you are right now. So the next number five is where we it's really normal to start to freak out about the fact that you have making this really tough choice in your life. Basically, your mind will start to play tricks on you where you'll start saying or questioning yourself. When you get to this point, you start going, oh, no, it's not that bad. You know, you start going back on yourself. You're being, uh, thinking about all the pain that is coming because you're going to have to face the fact that you know your life isn't the way you've made out to be. You know the way you, you know the the way you your identity is. Your life isn't that way, and then you start to freak out because you don't want to let go of this identity that you've created for yourself, and that's where it becomes really difficult. You know, where we're having to face and feel and accept the situation as it is. is so It's normal for you to feel like, uh-oh, oh, maybe I don't want to lose this person after all. Because, you know, you're feeling like, oh my gosh, there's going to be some pain. So you're trying to pretend that it's actually never going to, it's, it's not that bad. But the truth is, are you going to be happy where you are? And the truth is, you'll never be happy where you are. You know, your whole life, uh, you've, you've never been happy with this person. And the truth is, you know how much emotional pain, how much you've had to fight back the unhappiness, the disappointment, the depression, the anxiety, everything that you fit back, the crying, the overwhelm, the stress, the daily panic attacks or anxiety that you feel, the triggering, the emotional overwhelm, pretending everything's okay when it's not. You've carried that and you feel maybe even emotionally numb. You don't even feel joy like you used to. You have to, at this point, remind yourself you will never be free. You will never be happy as long as you stay in this situation. And this is what brings us on to number seven, which is you have to realize that both paths are going to be difficult for a period of time. Well, one path is going to be difficult for a period of time and that can lead you to the possibility of unlimited potential, a future happiness, and one poss- one path is going to be difficult and you s- it'll stay difficult. Okay. So basically, you can either stay in the relationship and it'll always be difficult, it'll always be is guaranteed misery, and it, or you can go through a small barrier of pain where you can get therapy and support, and that it can actually give you, it can open up the world of possibilities and it can actually bring you happiness. But the truth is, either way is going to be difficult. Which way do you want to choose? I know you're so strong. I know you're so strong that you can get through this small time of pain to actually get to the unlimited potential. But it's your choice. You'll never be out of a situation like this. And, and the thing is, as we, you come to realise in this podcast, initially, the empathy that you have and the endless capacity to be a good person You know, and maybe you feel like you have to suffer or, you know, to be a good person. But, you know, this guilt and shame that they're putting you under, it's not fair. You know, they're pushing, putting their own demons on you. The things that if we don't fix these things, they'll always prevent us from living and a life full of unlimited potential. And they could keep you being a prisoner in this relationship where they just break you down physically, mentally, in every single way that you could possibly. But you can actually heal yourself. And you can heal yourself to a point where you can open up a new doors of possibilities to yourself, where you could thrive. And this healing can be done. And if you want to do that healing... know I am doing a heal to thrive program and it's so many women are healing and doing this kind of work together and this kind of work is making them stronger than ever and it could allow you to get to yourself again and you can get the courage and the confidence to move on to a new chapter of your life without being paralyzed by fear So if you're looking to do that, please do look at the free resources available. I have an incredible webinar. If you go through that webinar, you can find out more about the program that I have where you can learn how to become the person that you've always meant to be. You know, there's no point in wasting your life and regretting. You know, I speak to women that, you know, are quite, you know, in their late 70s early 80s and that the only thing they regret is that they didn't do something about it so that they could have found more peace and more happiness in their life you know don't don't do that find a way through and i really hope to meet you and and speak to you and hopefully see you in the healing program because you know healing is the greatest thing you could do for yourself and it's time for you to actually focus on finding yourself and understanding and being compassionate and empathising with yourself so that you really, truly get to yourself again. And remember, love is the greatest healer. And it's time now, it's your time to actually really, truly understand what self-love is and keep moving forward and knowing that what deciding to heal is the greatest thing you can do. It opens up possibilities. It gives you the courage to move forward. Sending you so much love, as always, till next time.